A dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet. Make it a reality with our sponsor for the podcast today, Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a unique website, showcase your work, blog, or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. And with 24-7 award-winning customer support, you can customize everything from look and feel to settings and products using beautiful templates created by world-class designers. And there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code GRACE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, Jack. Hi, Grace. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Hello, listeners. How are you? <laughs> how Great. formal. Good to hear. I know. I'm trying to make it different. I'm trying <laughs> to shake things up a little bit. Um, this is exciting. Spoiler alert. I know. Uh, Jimmy o. Yang is on this episode of Not Too Deep, and if you don't know him, get ready to meet an incredible human being. So that funny. That is such a goddamn delight and so fucking funny. He's on Silicon Valley. He just wrote a book called How to American. He is a stand-up. He, he's in a bunch of movies. Yeah, he's in Crazy Rich uh, Asians. He's in uh, Life of the Party with mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy. He's just having a real moment right now. Yeah. And we got him. We did. We sequestered him and made us tell him fun, made him tell us funny jokes. Yeah, and, and he's hilarious. He did not disappoint, to say the least. So we'll get to that in a second. Um, speaking of movies, mm-hmm. have you seen Infinity War? No. And I knew we were going to talk about this because I know... I mean, by the time this airs, it's old news. I guess. It's already but, sort of old news and we're... But I mean, I'm sure it's made like a trillion dollars. Sure. That's a number, um, yes. Yeah, I just have no desire to see it because I just don't... Really? I just don't like superhero movies. I you talked don't? about. I talked about this on Popcorn uh-huh. uh, to sort of a laborious degree, I would say. Sure. But um, the long story short of it is, yeah, they just kind of bore me, to be honest. You... Film buff extraordinaire, Jack Ferry, NYU alum, Jack Ferry. Mm-hmm. What is it about them that's boring? Because they're so unrealistic? I No, what bothers me is... Um, or it, that they're cheesy sometimes? No, it's not even that, honestly, because I'm okay with all those things. It's just for me, um, when you have a character that's so strong, mm-hmm. and then a villain that's so strong, and then that's sort of like death is sort of meaningless because you know like oh well yeah he maybe died but he's gonna come back because of magic oh, so you're saying like worlds without fully defined uh parameters or rules necessarily? It just sort of yeah it, it feels like um if death is sort of meaningless it sort of takes the drama out of it where it's just like the the comparison I drew. All right. Well, com- that was dark. So. I'm, just, I'm just saying like the comparison I drew was, okay, so spoiler alert. If you're not caught up on Game of Thrones, stop listening for the next two minutes, but I'll be real brief. Okay. So for me, Game of Thrones, that was so interesting about that show was- Is that the, characters could die at any moment. Yeah. At mm-hmm. the end of season one, they like killed the main character and you're right. like, what is happening? Like yeah. it created this world where you're like, anything can happen in the show. Mm-hmm. And then where the show lost me mm-hmm. was very recently when they killed Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. And then they found a way to bring him back to life. Interesting. I understand that. Where you're like, there's no real set there's no consequence, consequences. So and that ruined it for What me. am I rooting for? Correct. And so when I watch like these superhero movies where it's just um, these, these like godlike titans just beating each other up, but having no consequences. And then even like when they're like, oh no, 
Superman dies, and it's like, but he's not really. He's gonna. They're gonna find a way to bring him back to life. And I think. Just, I, yeah, no, I get what you're and saying. And that's honestly, that's why it's a sort of like. Eh. Yeah, it's not as infectious to you as to a lot yeah. of other people. I think it's still it's good versus evil than like human versus death. I, I don't disagree with that. Um, it's just as a personal preference. Yeah. And I don't have an issue with them. Like, I don't think they, I'm not one of those people that's like, they shouldn't be making these movies. It's Jack just, said he, Jack is calling <laughs> out the film industry right now. No. Pick up on the headlines. What I'm saying is, uh, they're just not for me. Okay, fair. Yeah. Totally fair. Um, I have been catching up on superhero movies because I do want to watch Infinity War. And yeah, and you have to like watch a bunch of movies to like understand the plot. Sort of, but I watched uh, Avengers Civil War, which involves a lot of different, you know, mm. uh, narratives coming into one. And sure. I didn't have much of a background on knowing who everyone was, but I still could figure out via like context. Yeah. And Brooks was telling me that's one of the movies you have to watch in order to understand the new Avengers movie. Yeah, apparently I we went on and Googled like, what do you need to watch in prep for infinity war and yeah. there's a bunch of varying lists none of them are like that similar oh, okay. so it's Got basically it. you every movie just apparently. watch them all just watch yeah. all the movies um but i watched thor ragnarok on a flight and i really enjoyed it i, I heard it was that one was very funny very funny and that's what i liked about it is yeah. that there is a, an actual through line of genuine comedy amidst all of the completely unrealistic circumstances of sure. all of it um, I would probably watch that one because I do like that director. Yeah, you would like it. He's 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 done like he's the he's like the New Zealand director who works a lot with like Jermaine Clement and everything like that. Yeah, no, you can say there's a very dry sense of humor that yeah. runs through the whole thing. That's fantastic, especially when you're watching these like big A-list celebrity actors and actresses, and then they're really fucking funny. You're like, yeah, oh, this is really fun. And, I and, like and, this. And and that's that's the dynamic that I think I could get behind. Yeah. I think that's the thing that could turn around for me is if. If the, if the movies don't take themselves too seriously and they're really fun and funny, yeah. then I feel like, I think there was like this movement that happened, started, started in the 90s and then like it really calcified with like the Christopher Nolan Batman series where it's True. like the movies just started, they just got really heavy and dark. Oh yeah, the, the Dark Knight got yeah, dark. Yeah, very dark. That's what, I just watched Logan too. Logan, yeah. dark as fuck. That's what I've heard, yeah. I cried the whole end. It was, especially it. if you're, do you have any sense of like love or hate for your father? It's going to come up big time oh, as a young woman. Yeah. It's a very like father daughter relationship. Oh, interesting. That so there's kind of an Electra story going on there. Oh yeah. Big time. And it's very sweet and just hits a lot of nerves. And oh, you're like, wow. oh, plus it's just like dark and gritty and real. Well, and shit, I may actually watch that. You now. would actually it like it. sounds kind of good. You would like it. If you want to see the dark side of things, feel a little bad and also weirdly uplifted and like hopeful and sad, Logan, it's for you. All right. Fair Not enough. Not sponsoring this podcast at all whatsoever. But I will say a movie I'm so excited to watch that we watched the trailer for right before Jimmy got here uh, is Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. That looks so goddamn good. Yeah, it does. And they've been talking about, like, we've been hearing about this movie for such a long time. I yeah. feel like it's going to be a huge hit. And it comes out in August, which is so mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah, that I felt like it was out already because there's been such buzz around the film. Yeah. Um, and he's in it. And he tells us a little bit about his time being there and how wonderful it was and how cool it was. They shot in Singapore and Malaysia and super fun. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to see that. And Life of the Party, the new Melissa McCarthy uh, comedy. Who's always a delight. Uh, yeah, she just, I mean, she texts you... us almost every day saying, <laughs> sorry, couldn't do the podcast again this week. Yeah, um, we'll get her eventually. eventually. She's a busy lady. She's really committed to getting here, guys. I know. Trust we'll, us. We'll get her. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. We're going to get her. I Yeah, I have to respond to her texts. That just reminded me. But um, <laughs> 
okay, well, we won't like waste any more time up top. Because, yeah, we've got like a supersized episode with Jimmy. Yeah, he spilled his guts and so, so goddamn funny. So enjoy this episode of Not Too Deep with Jimmy O'Yang. Not, not too deep with Clay Seibig. Support for today's show comes from our good buddies at Squarespace. Yay! They're our buddies. They've been supporting us for a while. And Guys. they they want us to tell you, think it, dream it, make it with Squarespace. Wow, that's very inspiring. Listen, with these beautiful templates that they have that are created by world-class designers, Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a new and unique website. Here's the thing. You can customize everything from look and feel to settings and products, all optimized for mobile right out of the box. That's important. With built-in search engine optimization. That's right. They got the SEO going. Whoa. That's a, oh, that's what that stands for. Oh, my God. Sorry. I'm having a quiet epiphany within this (laughs) ad. Uh, You can showcase your work. You can blog or publish content. You can announce a special product. You can even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. And if you want to grow your business, you can use Squarespace's analytics to help you do that in real time. And get this. There is nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. But if you do have a question, they've got award-winning 24-7 customer support to help you out. Keep dreaming, but make it a reality with a website from Squarespace. And I can speak from experience because I have made multiple websites using Squarespace, mm-hmm. and it's very easy to use, and they look very profesh, and even a dum-dum like me can do it, so I'm certain you guys could too. And you guys can't see this, but Jack has been dabbing the whole time that he just, just explained dabbing. his just personal connection to Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you are ready to launch, use the offer code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's jackdab.com. I'm sorry, that's squarespace.com. <laughs> offer code GRACE. Not, not too deep. Jack, are you tired? I'm so sleepy. Oh, how conveniently perfect for the sponsor of this week's episode of Not Too Deep. Really? It's Casper Mattresses. Uh, that sounds like heaven right now. <laughs> yeah, Casper, if you guys don't already know, we love them. They're a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize revolutionize. Maybe I need more sleep. (laughs) It's line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. They have now three mattress models. The original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential. How essential. And they're designed perfectly to soothe and cradle your natural body geometry. That's what I need. I need I need more cradling. I think that's the reason why I'm not sleeping great right now. Yeah, I also need to refer to my body as geometry more often. <laughs> not to mention the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. How many times are you kicking your feet out from under the blankets just I, to get cold? That's a, an every evening occurrence. Exactly. And it's delivered right to your door in a small, how do they do that size box, which I can attest to is confusingly small when it shows up to your door. Yeah, because when you, when you take it out, it kind of does like a... Yeah, it's like unfolds. when you make a, a snake out of like the straw wrapper and then you put water on it and it grows. I love that game. It's like that. They also have free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. And the best part, this is really what makes it the coolest, is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. So you can sleep on this thing for 100 nights in the comfort of your own home. And if you don't don't like it, you could give it back. It's crazy. Uh, that's crazy. Because you spend one third of your life sleeping. Don't know if you knew that. Fun fact. So you should be comfortable. 
Uh, and Jack and I both have experienced Casper mattresses, and they are great. I currently sleep on a Casper mattress in my house right now every night. Yeah, and if you don't believe us, you know, just try one. You get 100 nights 100 for free. 100 <laughs> nights. So start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper, and you can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash grace and using grace, G-R-A-C-E, at checkout. That's casper, C-A-S-P-E-R.com slash grace. Offer code grace for $50 off of your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. And then the Ram that. Stadium is not opening not too far from here, right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, is that where it is? Yeah. It's down here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good to know. Um, how, how'd they do? How'd they do this season? Sport- they I mean, did you just well. said you watched Sports Center. Yeah, they lost in the first round of playoffs. But, but I'm got, rooting for them. They I'm, got to the playoffs. I'm bandwagoning. <laughs> Who's your team? Clippers. LA Clippers. Uh, for basketball. For I don't basketball. really have a football team. No football. But that's like your number one go-to sports team, Clippers? Yeah. 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 So not the, uh, not the Lakers. Not the Lakers. Hated Kobe Bryant. So is that how, I mean, for you, does that how it works? I mean, we're starting now. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, Jimmy O. Yang's here. Yay! Hey, welcome. It's so exciting. Um, no, you, that's your go-to is watching sports, sports center, all of that. Uh-huh. So does that make or break a team for you? One bad seed? One bad seed? Or one, that you, uh, one person that you don't Because you didn't with. like Kobe, that's why you but don't I like the Lakers. But I think it was my childhood, right? Okay. Okay. I didn't up, like it when I was growing up. You grew up in San Diego, right? In L.A. In L.A. Yeah, okay. I went to college in San Diego. You went to college, but you moved uh-huh. here when you were 13? From Hong Kong. From Hong Kong. So just yeah. a natural And why didn't shift. you like Kobe, man? He played for L.A. Asian people love Kobe in general, uh-huh. but I thought he was a little pompous. I really like Shaq, but oh. I just hated well, Kobe. We all love Shaq. Jimmy. Who doesn't? <laughs> I, I, don't, I didn't like his attitude, man. And and I like rooting for the underdogs. Right. Yeah, and back sure. then, um, I think the Clippers were playing in the forum and they had just maybe starting to move to the Staples Center. Okay. And you can get Clippers tickets for really cheap. Yeah, it's true. Oh. And they were really exciting to watch. So I became a Clippers fan when I came here. This was the year 2000. So you're ahead oh. of the bandwagon then because there's a Way lot ahead. of a lot of Clippers fans. Yeah, now. yeah. Not anymore. Uh, Chris Paul really? and Blake Griffin are gone this yeah, season. Yeah, so. but only this season. Like, but up until then, like, oh, yeah. there's been like this resurgence in like Clippers fans. Absolutely. And so you were a fan in their more I was, sort of fallow I've, I've years. I've been a fan for almost 20 years now. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So Good you're you. like a tried and true. It's <laughs> incredible. Wow. And the womb just kicking every game, <laughs> loving it. Um, no, this, I'm going to jump right into my most favorite fact about you in doing all this research, speaking of basketball, is that you worked with the Harlem Globetrotters. Is this true? Oh, my God. That was like one of my first ever paying gigs in showbiz. It's amazing. I love the Harlem Globetrotters. I've been twice as an adult, um, never as a child, which uh-huh. is probably the I went opposite. twice as a child. Oh, there yeah, you go. It's the opposite <laughs> of how you're supposed to do it. I think they are the I've most... never been. So Okay. Really? What? Yeah. Well, so the, the job was literally a one-day consulting gig because okay. I was like, one of the only Chinese American stand-up comedians. That yeah. still might be the case. Well, Ali Wong sure. is huge uh, now. Um, but back in the day, this was, I don't know, like 10 years ago. And I just started doing stand-up. I had some videos on YouTube, and that's how they found me. Uh-huh. And um, they offered me literally like 200 bucks. To come in for the day. To meet me at LAX down the street from here. Wait, uh, at the uh, airport? Yeah, to meet me for the day. <laughs> they didn't bother like going in town, this getting a hotel like room. This shadiest situation. Yeah. <laughs> just fly in, they meet flew you in. by the Marriott right next door, and then exactly. yeah. pay right, me by the minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right back on the plane. And uh, I had to give a massage at some point. It was really <laughs> weird. I know, it's the business, baby. That's yeah. the business. <laughs> no, but anyways, that's um, and and they wanted to be a consult on their script because they have a script, right? And and they yeah. is that well, that's my one. I'm 
it's obviously a very fun show. If you ever have the time to go, highly recommend fun for the whole family, even if you don't have one. And it's so silly and so dumb that I wonder every time, is this like a Broadway show where these guys are just like doing the same thing over and over again and making it feel like it's, it's spontaneous. It's highly scripted okay. and they change it. It's a worldwide thing. That's so, so they change it a little bit country to country. Okay. You know, and they wanted me to consult on the Chinese script oh, to really? see if there's anything offensive. Oh, that's, that's and was there? I told them one thing because yeah. they're only paying me 200 bucks. So I told them one thing. <laughs> yeah, like, um, yeah, you want I, more, you got to pay up. Yeah. yeah. I, I told them that Hello Kitty was Japanese and not Chinese. And that was the only thing I told them. But well, I could have told them that. That exactly. seems like an easy <laughs> so. Google search. But, yeah. Uh, and so wait, because you've consulted, you still don't get like free tickets for life or anything? I think they offered me free tickets in the beginning, but mm -hmm. then I really didn't come through from them in the consulting. <laughs> They're like, whatever, man. <laughs> but to be fair, they only met you at LAX. There was on both sides, I think, a little hesitancy. <laughs> I get a Christmas e-card from them every year still. That's, Do you really? Yeah. That's cool. I mean, so you're on their newsletter list. So you could hit them back up if you ever, if Silicon Valley doesn't keep going in any way, shape, Maybe or Maybe I can be a Harlem Globetrotter. I mean, I <laughs> Maybe think, they can dunk me. Yes. No, the, the confetti bucket trick is a classic. And regardless of who consults on every script in the future, I hope they never take that out. What is the consultant, uh, uh, the confetti oh, they bucket trick? They do this whole thing trick. where they're like, uh, buckets full of water that they're like dumping on each other then they yep. run into the crowd as if they have a bucket full of water two of them are chasing each other and then they get into the crowd and the guy's like covering himself with crowd members ah. and so he goes to throw the bucket of water on him and the crowd's anticipating oh my god I'm gonna get soaked and it's just confetti that comes out and you don't know ah. when it got switched out it's like David Blaine it's really the just pure magic switcheroo. and what does it. that have to do with basketball nothing nothing, nothing. nothing. I'm gonna do nothing. that my stand-up show you That's, should uh, it's oh my god it's perfect wait so how long have you been doing stand-up now 10 years 10 years yeah. happy 10 years thank you Double not exactly I'm not counting but about that okay yeah. do you remember your first stand-up show yeah it was at the haha -Ha comedy club in North Hollywood Really? Nice. I had to pay $5 for five minutes of open mic. You paid to perform? To pay? Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Wow. Do you yeah. remember the first joke? Uh, or do you remember the most memorable joke? Set. I wrote, um, it's in a book. I, I wrote my closer joke uh -huh. uh, for my first set. It was like a masturbation joke uh -huh. about Sports Center. Very mean. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on brand your whole life. <laughs> yeah. I think every every stand-up start with like hacky material like, like um, you know, masturbation jokes sure. or whatever. It's something right? everyone can relate to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, the joke was uh, me jerking off watching porn, but then in my house, Sports Center's always on. And then sometimes <laughs> you don't want to be jerking off and then you turn around to the TV and be like, oh my God, Michael Vick just scored a touchdown. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I just came to Michael Vick, which is not the worst thing ever. No, but a memory that won't ever leave you. <laughs> yeah, this was before the whole dog fighting thing, I think. Yeah. And, Oof. um, yeah, and then and then the comic <laughs> afterwards. This is what's great about stand-up. As stupid as that joke was, uh -huh. people like looked at it and analyzed it. Other stand-ups and what's giving me like taglines afterwards. What? They're like, like that's a good bit, you know. But you should tag it with now. Every time I see Michael Vig, I just come a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, that, that's a great tagline. I'm going to start really, using that. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. I, that seems, I mean, I guess that's it. I, I don't know the world of stand-up. I've never done it. It terrifies me. Uh, I think it's very brave of everyone that does it. No, and but that's great. You have that respect for it, right? A oh, lot of people don't have that. I did improv. Oh, I do. I think it's terrifying. Yeah. That's great. But I, I did improv, and so that's terrifying. But you're at least... Your you whole motive is to support each other yeah, on stage. Like but stand -up, to me, that's scarier. But stand-up to me feels like you're out there by yourself. And the idea of stand-ups helping stand-ups 
was something I assumed was a rare thing, but it's nice to hear that that's like, hey, yeah, yeah. we can tag this better for you. Let's do this oh, together. Oh, there's a lot of Think the tanks. other way around. You know, a <laughs> yeah. lot of like competitive fucking with each other. It's like, yo, that's hack. Don't do that. Yeah. You know? Oh, well, really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, you just had your book come out, How to American, mm -hmm. in March, yeah. right? Yeah. Which, and by so the way, fantastic cover. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, we were just talking about this. You, you can't see it on the podcast, but just imagine the best cover of a book of all time, and that's what the cover is, and it's really good. And you can go to all your local bookstores and see it. Uh, it's so fun and also just, you know, kind of the perfect timing, I think, uh -huh. in the weird political, social yep. environment that we're all living in right now. Right. Uh, was this something that you were excited to write or were you stressed to write or were you like, Where's my line on how personal I am about? Because it's right. a lot of personal stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was pretty excited to write it. I want to take a little break from stand-up. It's not yeah. like, of course, I'm an immigrant. It's going to be like an immigrant story inside sure. of this. But it's not because of the political stuff. That right. I That's what, I figured this is probably something that you had already planned on writing. And right. it just so happens that the world is the way the world is right now. But yeah. this is your story, regardless of what year we live in. Yeah. I just want to take some time off of stand up because in stand up, you got to get a laugh every few seconds and, you know, be funny and not too uh, emotional and not too, you know, um, too deep. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I, so, I understand that concept. We get it. <laughs> so, um, but also you have to be yeah, in so book in writing book, more patient. Yeah. And and they get to get like get get deep and like get to really the core of the yeah. stories and like how I feel as an immigrant or how I felt as a comedian trying to make it when my parents didn't like want me to do any of that. So uh, I just wanted to write some honest stories. Um, and I was able to do that. And it was a really fun, exciting and um uh What's that? What's that word? When Fulfilling? Something, yeah, yeah. But but what's that really fancy word that people... Cathartic. Cathartic, yeah. Oh, I hate it when people say cathartic. <laughs> it's like, what are you saying? You're fucking better than me? <laughs> yeah. Saying vocabulary words that I don't know about. I have to go look up what cathartic Challenge meant. Challenge it. Yeah. Uh, what's the feedback been? Because I, I understand the process and it's like whenever you write something that's a little bit more personal than in stand-up and that you can't be there when the person's reading it to like deflect and make jokes while they're reading right. it. Like you have to just sit and hope that they're reading it feeling at all somewhat related to the story and also understanding the comedy. What's been your feedback since it's been out? It's been great, especially uh, from other immigrants. Right. Yeah. Uh, from the Asian community that like really they find it relatable and there's yeah. just not enough stories out there about this. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and even for the non-Asians, they loved it because it was it was just an outsider fitting in. And it's in a way kind of inspirational being like the underdog, you know, um, and uh, yeah, the Amazon feedback's awesome. Like some kid. Have even, you like, read like have you gone through and read like your own book reviews? I did every single one of really? them. Yeah. Oh. It's been pretty positive. So it's I'm terrifying. Okay. I've done that. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. What's been the most interesting piece of feedback that one you of didn't the anticipate? First reviews uh -huh. was four stars on Amazon. And, you know, like when it's your first review, that weighs a lot. Right. Sure. So it's breaking like, the ice. I was like pissed off. I'm like, why isn't this guy giving me five stars? <laughs> it's this Asian dude that got an early copy. Uh -huh. um, and uh -huh. um, he wrote he was like, uh, Jimmy's book is very funny, great, hilarious. Uh, interesting, relatable. I'm like, what the fuck? Why didn't you give me five stars? Then? <laughs> right, and right. then he went on in the second paragraph. He was like, but it just seems like success came kind of easy for him. Maybe it's because he's a little talented or like whatever. But for me, I'm still grinding away behind a desk. I'm I'm in the tech industry. <laughs> and uh, it just seems like whatever I do, it's just not hitting. I'm like, you so that's a your, personal problem. I'm like, you're giving yourself four stars. You're not giving <laughs> me four stars. <laughs> like, why the fuck is that my problem? Right. Uh, and that's always the fun first review. Yeah. Like, exactly. 
Oh, that's amazing. Well, I hope that you have an opportunity to have a conversation with that reviewer at some point in the near to distant future. Um, Have you been touring and doing the whole press stuff for the book? It's exhausting. I'm going to say how you've done it. How annoying is it to talk about yourself? For like 50 times. And then you don't believe the stories about yourself that you're saying anymore. Yeah. You're like, did I, it's just, this is material. Right yeah. yeah. I thought this I'm was my you life. free material. <laughs> but this is material. Oh yeah, sure. It's really I, daunting. Like, What's your, what's the question you hate the worst that you get? Because I've, I've, I don't like, nec- I've, I've been on both sides of like having to do like press junkets for Attack of the Show in the past and like having to do the reporter thing of being yeah. like, I have four minutes to try and like talk to someone that's been talking to people all fucking day and they're yeah, you want to get like one interesting soundbite from right, Charlize also, Theron. You're trying yeah. to not yeah. seem like a report. You're trying to just be like a human with a human. And yeah. so that's what's great, right? That's why you're good at what you do, because the people that try to actually <laughs> ask you questions, like some people has read the book like page to page, which is right. awesome. Yeah. And and some of them are able to have the conversation and, and then have material that dig into the book. Yeah. But as some people, they almost did too much homework. They're like, so when you came here in 13 and then you went to middle school, tell me more about that. And then you have to really just <sighs> Talk about your book oh, chapter wow. by chapter. He's like, so but if you uh, read the book, you get yeah. yeah. But it's like, dude, like, well, if you read it, you'll know all about it. Yeah. <laughs> did you do the audiobook for this? I did. How was that experience? Because that to me is the most fascinating thing when yeah. you have to read your own book out loud to like an audio engineer that you don't know at all, right, and right, especially right. when it's personal stories to be like, well, here's me. It was fun. Like I think being a stand-up, you you, you learn to read an audience, even yeah. if it's an audience of one or an audience of two, three at a podcast. Yeah. So in the audiobook process, it was cool. It was almost like testing the material. Oh, that's cool. Because the engineer was there. Sometimes he'll laugh. Sometimes he'll like right. get like kind of you know serious. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool to see that. That was the first time basically reading the book in front of an audience. Yeah. Kind of scary because I can't rewrite it no more. Terrifying. Yeah, you oh. can't like make yeah. changes on the fly. Did I you found a couple mistakes that's and I was say, so did mad. You, did you find any typos? Did you find I any was errors? so mad. It was also mistakes that the uh, line by line editor yeah. had messed up. Oh. Because they, they changed it without my um consent. Oh shoot. Like some some super dumb. Like um I, I talked about like a lost this ping pong game when I was a kid, like yeah. 21 to three, but they changed it to 21 to 31 because I think <gasps> the new ping pong scoring system is different than the old oh, one. Like uh, so I was just so mad. Like, and then there's some other stuff that like maybe grammatically this book's not perfect, right? I right. wrote it that way in my voice, Yeah. but they changed it, but they also changed the meaning of it oh, so they, without like, really consulting. Yeah. So I was like real mad. And <laughs> at that point I called them, it was already in print. So, oh. um, so if people listen to the audio book, they may be able to Detect, to detect like moments that you sound <laughs> pissed off more yeah, in know, other right? moments. Like, yeah. I think he's upset and this wasn't supposed to go this way. No, I, one, of my, one of my first notes from my first book back from my editor was, because um, I would just hand in separate chapters rather than like reading the book as a whole, like start to finish, like what a person would experience if they bought it. Uh-huh. And then she was like, all right, once the whole book has been turned in, you say diarrhea 12 times in this book. You might <laughs> oh, want to go back and consider God. using a different word. because it was just after my, the fact. At, but it was like at the very end, it was just my go-to. And then when I did the audio book, I just told the same type of joke over and over that I was so pissed at myself for not oh, like no. being more clear-headed about it. But it's also fascinating because you can't do anything. So I did just the like, same thing. Yeah. I found myself writing uh, the phrase, uh, and I left with my tail between my legs. Three times! <laughs> 
times. Three times in a book. Sure. Well, that's a fun little now, like, you know, nugget for people to try and find where you say that in the book. Yeah. Well, now you know that's like a personal clam that you have to avoid talking about. Yeah. yeah. I'll never say that yeah. ever again. Um, yeah. What was it like also? Because the forward is by Mike Judge. Yeah, that's There's a, a blonde hair. I'm, if I have a brunette girlfriend, I leave my this mark everywhere. I leave my mark <laughs> everywhere. This is what happens when you come to a white woman's podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just put my hairs everywhere that I am so that if anyone sees that I've gone missing, there's a paper trail of uh-huh. where I've been. Yeah, it's uh, going to be my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mike Judge wrote the forward for this. Yes. What was it like asking him to do that? He's awesome. I think in yeah. the show, him and TJ, they're like my best friends. Yeah, like, yeah. Me and Mike, we go grab drinks all the time and he's just a chill guy. Yeah. He's not Hollywood at all, which is awesome. Like, he just goes get a couple Bud Lights. That's what he does. That's he he so drinks Bud cool. Lights at the Golden Globes. He's king amazing. of the hill. Yeah. yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> he's an awesome, awesome dude. So I asked him, I was nervous about it, but uh, I knew he was a buddy. So either he would right. tell me like, yes or no, like in a very matter of fact way. And sure. he was like, yeah, yeah, of course I'll do it. And it was so cool. That's, yeah, that's so awesome. sweet. And then that must be like, now you sit and wait for what he's going to submit to you. How yeah. is he going to write this forward? And I can't edit him. You no, know? you like, can't right. give him notes. <laughs> You're like, right. Can you like make me sound nicer? <laughs> no, but know. he wrote the nicest forward and it was so cool to see that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. Um, okay, so let's talk about you DJed at a strip club. That this is true, and this is a thing I'm sure because it's on your Wikipedia that yeah. this is. A it's sh- on my Wikipedia. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, big time. I haven't checked my Wikipedia in years. <laughs> it's very flavorful. Holy um, shit! You got all this new material now because of your book. So yeah, oh, and I actually cite it as a reference. Do you talk about DJing in the strip club in the book? There's a chapter in the book called How to Strip Club DJ. <laughs> I mean, that's very informative and helpful for a specific niche that's of people. That's the very first chapter I wrote when I wrote the book. Really? Because there's so much material and it's like something that's so interesting because when you, you know, when you do a book proposal, you need like two, three sample chapters. Right, yeah. So that's a sample chapter and the other sample chapter was my first day in school in America. Oh, so yeah, yeah. seeing how different those are, I thought they would be so interesting to show people this. You know? I mean, yeah, from 13 years old to DJing in a strip club. What was the, are you allowed to say the name of the strip club? Sure. Uh, I changed the name of everything, but the name of the strip club is actually real. It's called Fantasy Showgirls because I just <laughs> really couldn't come up with a better name for a shitty strip club. <laughs> that's, I know. Yeah. I was like, that, that's the real one or the fake one because they both sound, they both yeah. sound very iconic. <laughs> but now it's gone. Uh, it's closed down oh, and man. the owner, unfortunately, has passed away. Oh. Um, but it was a very gangster strip club. It was ran by like biker gang dudes and, and our bouncer used to be in the Aryan Brotherhood. Whoa, I'm sure wow. he like did not like me, you know, wow. when I was there. And it's not like a nice strip club like Magic City or like Cheetahs or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> like, not that I know anything about strip clubs. Well, Cheetahs <laughs> has like comedy nights in it. Oh, like, yeah? People have done stand-up well, in Well, Shafir did like a comedy thing uh, like on Comedy Central. Oh, yeah, in people, Cheetahs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've heard so of So it's like nice. It's, it's, it's like different community. stages. Yeah. It's like, you know, they serve food. There's like different strippers, high-end strippers. <laughs> like in our club, it's like, just a bunch of like really sad runaways and a bunch of gangsters working there. Oh. And it's always like two customers. It's really sad. And I soon realized like nobody actually wanted to work there except right. me. <laughs> how did you get this? What was like, how, how does one seek out DJing? I didn't Sadly. know that strip clubs had DJs that oh, much. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I thought it was just like an iPod uh, on Oh, it's loop. a thing. So okay. it's not just... Uh, it's you picking the music, right? Right. But it's also like you talking the microphone. Oh, so you're like so you're hype the one man. Introducing the, you the really ladies. have not been to a strip club. No, I ha- I've been to Jumbo's Clown Room, which, oh, which is doesn't not count. a strip club. That doesn't club. count. No. That's not like a DJ. burlesque room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the strip club DJ, it's a high pressure salesman for lap dance sales. 
Whoa. And you introduce the strippers, right? Are you so making perfect. any commission? No, you don't make any dances? commissions. The girl's supposed to tip you out, but in our club, they never did. Oh, okay. Right? So, so you got to be like two patrons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very sad. So, so, so you got to be like uh, coming up the stage next. We have Milan, <laughs> the oh so sexy Milan. Give it up one more applause for the sexy sausage. <laughs> oh wow! And then you got to announce like two for one lap dance is going on right now. Don't be shy with your wallet. Grab grab two lap dancers with your favorite girl or. Have two girls give you one lap dance for the price of one. Oh my <laughs> two more lap dances going on next five minutes. You're very yeah. good at this, Jimmy. I can see why you were so successful. <laughs> I see the history, yeah. I think it, it's like I'm kind of like, where's my wallet? Fuck. It's, yeah. like, it's a deal. I guess I'll take two. <laughs> it's like a stand-up comedian's calling, right? In a way. Oh, yeah, because did you get you're the... You're doing stand-up, you're doing crowd work. Are the girls giving you like, here's my intro today, or you get to just have fun with it, baby? You like, get to have fun with it. add some stuff. I, I was always very nice to the girls. So nice to the point I got friend-zoned by the girls. That's sure. because I like, do keep up too with Too professional. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, um, you got to be a little bit of a bad boy. Yeah. Like, oh, I you're know. making fun of me yesterday. I don't I, know how I think about you, Jimmy. I was a professional bad boy, <laughs> you know? And you I was it. scared of the owner. Like, you know, honestly. Well, it it's sounds like you had a reason to be scared of him. He but was I, like yeah. hanging out with biker think, gangs and the Aryan Brotherhood. Yeah, I don't think any <laughs> strip club exists without like some healthy sense of fear through everyone that works there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's kind of like protocol. Yeah. Do you keep in touch with any of your <laughs> old co-workers? I did with the owner um, for the sake of the book. His name was Shooter, which is actually not that far from his Shooter. real name. Shooter. And uh, uh, okay. he went to jail for a long time and they came back. You know, I worked at a strip club. Yeah. He loved me. Like lap dance sales went up 44% the first week. <laughs> All right? The first week? And he, he wanted to open a new club for me to run it. Wow. wow. Yeah, but then it just so got too dangerous. Very good. Yeah, it just got too dangerous. I want just to tease the book a little bit. Yeah. The last sex segment of that strip club chapter is this brawl that happened on Christmas where I had to go work at the strip club. Oh no. And went to like kick some kids ass. Jeez. Whoa. And then after that I was like, dude, I, I gotta get out of here. So you've seen some things. So after that you're like, that's it, just stand up and acting for me now. Yeah, I guess so. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, a less scary but also still full of pain uh, employment. Yeah, much more painful actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah but more. less likely to get shanked. People I guess. keep talking yeah. about their pain instead of just burying it, repressing it with drugs and alcohol. Well, it's still kind of the same. Uh, um, okay, so there was a New York Times article that you wrote that you said that you took a first date to Dave and Buster's. Yes. Is this true? Yeah, I took a riot date. That's that's the greatest date ever. Yeah. Dave Grace and Buster's. Used, Grace used to work at Dave and Buster's. I worked at Dave and Buster's so in cool. Philadelphia. It's not cool to work there. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's not. Um, I worked there for a month and it's like the only waitressing job I like called and quit crying in like a Target parking lot. What's so, so bad like, about it? Well, they just don't train. I was like... 19 or 20 at the time and I was still in school and I just was going to work there for the summer and they train you quote unquote but then they throw you out on the floor and so it's not just a regular chain restaurant it's a chain restaurant plus giant awesome arcade yeah, yeah. and so you have these like meal deals that you're giving to people it's like 10.99 for fajitas and 30 tickets in the arcade oh. and so people just like forget that you're a server at a restaurant and there's like hardly anyone that tips people run out on their bills all the time oh. you're just put on the floor to ha like handle this like computer code system and it's such a revolving door that no one's there to help you Everyone's just there to get their own tips. And everyone that worked in the kitchen were rehabilitated criminals. And so there's like a security guard that will like walk you to your car at the end of the night and stuff like that. That it was like. Are you talking about the strip club? Or yeah. <laughs> I actually, it was called, uh, they told me it was called Dave and Buster's, but I'm learning that it's called Fantasy. Showgirls. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, how did that date go? 
It was horrible. Oh. It was <laughs> horrific. Really? You didn't How? bond over the some worst date ball? ever. I mean, I've had great dates at Dave and Buster's. It's not Dave and Buster's. That's your go to. Because it's, it's not a their great fault. It's, it's just a great this date, date, date the... in particular. Yeah. It's a great Dave date Buster's because awesome. It's... it's a great date spot because you can just go in there, hang out. Even the... And it's an activity. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be stressed about we... all we need to do is make conversation. You're like, sure. we have something Let's play that some we're air doing. Hockey, baby. Yeah. You don't have to be scared about like running out of material to say. Exactly. Yeah. a stand up audience of one. A date. Yeah. So what yeah. happened? What was so bad about it? Well, I took her, so so I met her on this app called Raya, right? I used oh, to familiar. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's the um I'm familiar. That's the dating that's app for famous people. Right. right? You gotta get some like verified influencers yeah. or whatever. It's, a, uh, it's, it's a dating bullshit. app for photographers and directors. Something <laughs> that's like that. All the right? guys on the dating app or, are or DJs. DJs. Uh, photographers or directors. So did you get invited or did you apply to join? You have to and apply you to join Ryan. You got to apply to join. You. I had a friend told me about it so I went on it just Because you're it like, out. I'm famous now. I need, I, I'm on television. I need to be... I like to test how famous I am sometimes. Sure. It's also my worst fear. <laughs> like to walk into a bar and they don't let me in. You know, like, uh, right. you know. Um, oh. But anyways, uh, so I met this girl on there. She, uh-huh. She's... Uh, um, an influencer, <laughs> a, a costume designer, okay, uh, for somebody famous, and she runs a tween magazine in London. Oh, sure, why not? But she's like thirty five, but she like caters to kids that's like twelve years old. Okay, so she has to act really young and all that. Sure, or and whatever. yeah, be up in the know of all the things that the tweens like. Yeah, yeah. and then during a date, um, first of all, like. I don't expect, you know, I, I expect myself to pick up the bills, the Dave and Buster's tickets or whatever. <laughs> but I like I'll it. I'll get you your power card. All the fine dining. <laughs> I would like it j- just a little gesture. Uh-huh. Like something like let's maybe just offer to pay for your own power card or offer <laughs> to pay for the third round. The just modern, a, a, offer, a gesture. The modern sure. man. You know, I just want to zero offer gesture. for you to pay for your power card. And then <laughs> the whole time, like we're playing Mario Kart or like whatever. Mm-hmm. She was like totally not with it. She was snapchatting everything <gasps> and then she had me snapchat her playing mario kart just snapchatting snapchatting the whole date that feels like a faux pas yeah that's crazy yeah it's uh and it was I, a first date i was snapchatting you were yeah you were basically <laughs> became attacking yeah you became yeah. her intern yeah and you were just filming her oh, no. it was horrific <laughs> it was like one of, i consider walking out of it but i'm so much of a pussy i didn't walk out <laughs> and you um, love dave and buster so like you're already there and at some point in the date she lost her power card <laughs> I'm like, damn. That sounds like a Cinderella story. She lost her shoe and you had to find Yeah, it. I had to go find her power card. I was so mad. Of uh, <laughs> this $30 power card I just paid for. Anyway, so, um, and then the next day, like, we never talked after that because uh, it was just so bad. And I think she went back to England at some point. Yeah. But uh, she posted it on, like, her Instagram. One of the pictures I took of her playing Mario Kart. I'm not in the picture. Uh-huh. And she said, like, uh, it's great when, like, Bay takes you out to like Dave and Buster's. Oh, or you're Bay now. It was insane. What? Wow. That is so much mixed messaging. That's nuts. But like she did the date. She. It the, sounds like she was kind of using you. The whole point of the date was using me to get a story. A story a for Snapchat herself. Story. That's a uh, It's horrible. That is. I mean, you learn your lesson again. The moral of the story: not Dave and Buster's fault. Yeah, not doing much of fun. But it's also how you figure out immediately if you are compatible or non-compatible with someone. Take them yeah. to Dave and Buster's. That's a really make or break experience for a lot of people. Absolutely. Like, look. The maybe real the, litmus test. Yeah. Maybe the, <laughs> <laughs> the move is uh, to offer buying uh, uh, the power card. Yeah. Ladies, listen up. 
Modern men want a female to at least offer. At least offer. Yeah, at least offer. And look, I, I'll pay for the power card. No big deal. Yeah. But I'm going to ask you, how many points do you want on your power card? And you better not say $50. Because right? you know we ain't going to be here for three hours. If you say uh, 20 bucks, I'll be like, good. okay, are you sure you don't want the $5 bonus? <laughs> that gets us two more slams on that giant wheels that spin in the background. Yeah, these are all tests. Uh, I don't want to tickets will win. I want to see if she wants to save it for next time, if, if she want to buy some for herself, <laughs> or if she want to get some for me. Yeah, how many mood rings are you getting for me in that uh, the store at the end of the night? Then after the day, are you letting me keep your card and your points? <laughs> Right? This is very important. This is you a know I test. frequent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how you're not writing a dating advice book already as your second book, I don't know. I should. You should. I'm just yeah, going to put agree. that in your bank. Um, you you just turned 30. Uh-huh. How long ago? June. Last June. Last June. Yeah. Did you do any big thing for the 30th birthday? Or are you I kind think... of a person that's like, nah. I don't remember. That's how, that's how big, good it was. Well, yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> I think I was in Singapore shooting Crazy Rich Asians or something. Yeah, mm. which so, we were just watching the trailer. It looks amazing. It's an amazing film. And it comes out in August, right? Yeah. Are you, how, you must be so goddamn excited about Very it. Very excited. Uh, I'm just one of many great actors in there. So I'm not calling myself great. I'm just saying other people are. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the movie's very great. And uh, it's, it's an awesome film. Did you it's, shoot the whole thing in Singapore? Singapore and Malaysia. And yeah. Malaysia? How was that? Amazing. Yeah. The experience was so awesome because like being Asian... Usually, you're the only Asian person on the set. Right. Like, and you have have to somewhat represent being the Asian dude. Right. Like, it's where I talk about this, like, it, it's funny and it's sad and I wish it's not this way. Like, when Johnny Depp acts or when either of you guys act, you guys are judged by either, your, by your performance. Either yeah. you're a good actor or you're a bad actor. Yeah. When I act, there's a whole community of Asian people that judge me as either good Asian or bad Asian. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah. so interesting. And, like, what sort of, like, what's, what do you mean? Like, are you, you representing Asian people uh, positively? You know, some people like authentically. Some there's an Asian community that don't like me because I I oh, on Silicon Valley I have an accent. Right. You also, know, I also, play an immigrant. Jin Yang is kind of a like he's like the villain of Silicon Valley. Yeah, now. which I love in a way. Yeah, you and can yeah. tell you love it. <laughs> he's in a way very anti-tight because I'm like kind of like the geeky looking person. And, and yeah, but you're also like the bad but guy. But I'm the fucking devil. On yeah. The yeah. Show. And were you given like a heads up that that's where the script is going? Or was it kind of a surprise that like, cool, this is awesome. We find out like, you know, when we do the table read, they don't really have a conversation with us. Really? Um, yeah. But, you know, the writer's very great. Yeah. 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 Oh, that, no, that, no. that show is great because it's constantly surprising. Yeah. And also and, it's just we were talking about this before you got here that you guys are all so well cast that it doesn't seem like there's a script. You guys are just so genuinely your characters and it seems right. like it's a real conversation that's happening. The writers do a great job of going off of whatever we improv that season and like and oh, the, that's the, cool. the, the past season yeah. and, and also who we are like personality wise. Right. Like a lot of Zach Wood's storyline and stuff uh, I think stem from just him being who he is. He's right. so right. in character every time. You guys are so, so they take yeah. a piece of that and write into next season. So for me, they must have seen that I was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, if the math adds up, right. the reflection of the just narrative conniving, is uh, Oh, I mean, he's like a sociopath. Yeah. And I'm I think <laughs> and 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 uh like there's a reason of him because he was like getting fucked over so much by right. by Ehrlich. Yeah. So it's really earned in a past Yeah, it's seasons. like a revenge. Yeah, when he gets back at Ehrlich, yeah. you know. But it also makes it feel like a real human. 
Yeah, like absolutely. He's, like he's got depth of character. They're like, yeah. this is what anyone would do if they were being like stomped on by someone. Yeah, and this season, it's like he turned full villain in a way. Full villain, yeah. Which, like which even some of the Silicon Valley fans are like, oh, I hate Jing Yang now. Which is, in That's a way, a sign like, that you're playing a great villain. Yeah, like, we're meant to do that, yeah. kind of. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but I was kind of scared, like going in. I'm like, Ugh, I don't know. Like, should I be this mean to the boys? Oh, like, you interesting. Know? But you know, um, we trust the writing, and I think the art came around, as you guys will see. Uh, but yeah, back to the whole being Asian thing. You know, um, so it's hard. Like you yeah. always have in the back of your mind, like, Ugh, am I representing? So do you get some like backlash on that because Sometimes. you play like the bad guy on Silicon Valley? It's like, oh it's no, like it's like the, the mainly the beef is I think uh, I. I look kind of nerdy, uh -huh. which I fucking can't help. Yeah, like, <laughs> you look I'm, how you look. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> and, yeah, this and is also, me. I have an accent, okay. which in a way, to me, is kind of um, don't make sense to me mm -hmm. because I was an immigrant. I kind of an accent coming in. Sure. And there are people that like that out there. But the problem, really, it, it, it's not me or anybody. It's just not enough representation. Yeah, lack of representation yeah. puts too much of the focus on you. Exactly. I'm yeah, one yeah, out of yeah. five Asian people on TV. Right. Sure. So it all the focus is all me and Ken and whoever out yeah. there. You know? Right, right, sure. right. Whereas, uh, and Crazy Rich Asians, I it just, I felt so relieved because I can yeah. be as crazy. Yeah, ensemble. Yeah. But you're I'm, just yourself. You don't have to be like, I'm representing exactly. this whole community. Because I can be wild and crazy and funny or whatever. Sure. And then you have the romantic leads that are really, very good looking and very tall and not oh, nerdy yeah. looking. Looking, There's plenty you know? of like shirtless sure. scenes that I was like, they're doing this trailer perfectly. This is a great trailer. I'm very much into this trailer. Exactly. <laughs> so you have a whole spectrum of Asians uh, that's representing all of, you know, different hu humans, right? Yeah. Sure. Instead of just scrutinizing that one Asian person that's on TV. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And that's only going to get more exciting after the movie comes out. I mean, are you yeah. guys, is, are there plans to do like a big press tour with that? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, well, there's so many of us and all of us, uh, are good at different things, you know, uh, sure. in, uh, interviews, like some people are charming, some people are beautiful, some people are funny, you know, whatever. So I think they're teaming up in like different groups. Scheming all of this yeah. out. And yeah. everybody's so on the same page. Like, I'm like, dude, like, cause some movies, some shows you do, it's like, oh, I'd rather not do this press. Like, yeah. it's bullshit, you know, but this one, I was like, yes, I'll do anything. Just <laughs> hit me up. I'll be there. I'm yeah, available. You want this to be a success. I want so this to be make more yeah. movies like this. And it's a really good movie at the sure. end of the day. That's, That's great. I think so it's good for everyone to watch. And yeah. isn't that the best thing ever that you have an end product that comes out like a year after you're done shooting it yeah. and that you're not embarrassed by? That you're like, this is, I'm so proud of this. So good. It's oh, just that's so, so exciting. Yeah. yeah, we talked to Thomas Middleditch was just on a recent episode of the podcast and he was saying how on set, with everyone because there's so much improvisation and people just riffing that they're like a publicist's worst nightmare mm. because they're like, we're just singing songs that like should <laughs> not be repeated on set in between takes that are just absolutely uh, like unrepeatable. Yeah. Yeah. He said it's so much fun though that everyone feels like it a feels family. It feels like a, sh a fun show to make because so you guys get to just like crack each other up. Oh, for sure. I think yeah. that's always my goal. Yeah, I was going to say, is that yeah. a goal of trying to get each other a break? It's, it, it obviously doesn't help the filming process. <laughs> sure. sure. But, but you feel me, like you've earned something when you've done yeah, it. Yeah, and for right? me, it's like a gauge as a stand-up. Sure. Even if I oh. hear chuckle from a writer or Mike Judge, like behind Video Village, I yeah. know I did something right. You yeah. Know? So I kind of right. use that as my gauge, yeah. That's super validating. Thomas, like Thomas cracks up a lot, uh, and which is great because he, he's a great actor. Yeah, but he also, in a way, validates you by kind of cracking up every now and then. He can't help it; like oh, we all crack up. It's so helpful. I mean, especially when someone that you think is really funny laughs at something that you 
say. You're just yeah. like, this is, uh, I'm addicted to this feeling and yeah. I'm going to chase this forever for the rest of my yeah, life. You know how like if you meet somebody on a plane, you tell them uh, you're a comedian. The yeah. first thing they do is try to tell you a joke to make you laugh, to get your validation because oh, you're the true. professional. Yeah. Sure. So it feels that much better oh, coming from a great comedic actor like Thomas oh, or 100%. anyone or Mike or right. somebody, you know. How was it for you, like, first day on set of that show? It must have been kind of intense to walk in and be like, I'm with all of these people. Absolutely. And, and, and Mike Judge and everything. But I, I, I didn't know I was going to stay on the show. I thought that was the only episode I was going to be on. I three, oh, really? I had three lines, yeah. So it was Yeah, like, because you, like, start out as, like, Ehrlich's, like, intern or something, yeah, right? that, That's what they think, because I just literally show up in the house. Right. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the yeah. first episode, <laughs> it wasn't even a scene with Ehrlich. I just show up answering the door. Right. I was right. one of the NQBs in the incubator house. And uh, yeah, people had no idea who I was. There was no introduction. I, I had that same like instinct because then, but then later it almost became like a buddy comedy, like the two of you. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, like Lauren Hardy. Oh, it's really good. We loved it. Yeah. And now, and and now it's like, oh, you, you have to become sort of like the, the villain of the, of the house. Right. Like the, the episode I just watched was the episode right after your character kicked everybody out of the incubator. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, so like Jin Yang is like the bad guy now. Exactly. And he's just yeah. like, he's trying to like basically steal the 10% of Pied Piper from Ehrlich and like fake his death and all of this. Like, Amazing. It's, it's fantastic because it's just like, I like it because it feels brave to be sort of like, yes, we are going to make this character the villain this year mm -hmm. and just lean into that. And what I thought was really interesting was because then the latest episode that I just watched, um, you're like your characters with its de his development team in China and right. it's like depressed. It's just like, yeah, I can't I can't figure out the the system like i i failed yeah there, so, there's a whole arc there which is great yeah like you see all these levels of like it's yeah. not so easy to just be a pirate exactly and uh he also goes up against one of the main villains of the show let's not give too much away okay yeah, sure. no spoilers but, guys but, but it's uh it, it's a really good i really enjoyed that episode do and, you uh, have we asked this to thomas too now being part of silicon valley do you ever have like developers or execs come up to you in real life and are like either hate what you represent on the show yeah. or like thank you so much for showcasing like what our world is like yeah we run into a lot of that like every now and then i go to TechCrunch or uh right or or we do stand up for some people or we go uh tour like google or something sure and usually it's very um positive reactions right you know that's our main fan base in silicon valley in san francisco and san jose yeah but then you you have some people that's like i can't watch the show because it's too real. It's, it's stresses <laughs> me. That's what Thomas was saying too. Yeah, Which is a compliment. Yeah, yeah. It means you guys are nailing it. Yeah, but Elon Musk, I think, was a guy that has been elusive uh, because at first you he didn't like his, it. You can't get his... You can't gauge him on At what? first he didn't like it and then he came around <laughs> no, he and he it. likes it. That's cool. And he posted a tweet that said not hot dog or something, which was really nice. Right? Amazing. And then, but this season we make fun of Tesla quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't know where and he stands And he hasn't now. commented yet? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, because Kumail's character gets a Tesla and it becomes like the... Yeah, the sort of conflict between him and well, Martin Starr's character. He's a he's a massive fan of our podcast, so I'm sure he'll comment after listening yeah. to this Elon? episode. Elon, yeah, thank you for listening. He leaves us lots of um, <laughs> yeah Apple, Apple store reviews. It's um it's oh, that, kind of yeah, obsessive and overwhelming. But <laughs> is he um, signed, Mr. Musk? <laughs> Mr. Musk, yeah, yeah. that's yes. also his name and clue to the board game. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Musk did and it in the library. And the profile picture is a Model X. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Def that's definitely Elon Musk. Let me tell you, that is definitely that's Elon him, Musk, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we don't fact check. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we have a bunch of Twitter questions for you yeah. that I think are really fun. And also, I got to find out more about this toffee. Oh, she's the cutest okay. pug 
I can't wait. <laughs> Hold on. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, more of Jimmy O. Yang on Not Too Deep. Today's episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by Flex. Uh, okay, guys, girls, I'm talking specifically to women that get their periods. Uh, did you know that there are products that you can use to manage your period that can sometimes make issues like cramps and bloating worse? Well, Flex is a life-changing new product that completely replaces tampons, replaces pads, replaces menstrual cups, and gives you the most comfortable period of your life. I know that sentence, most comfortable period of your life, seems like an oxymoron, but Flex has got you covered. Flex can be worn for 12 hours. It's easy to change on the go, and it allows you to live like you're not on your period. Can you imagine? <laughs> Once it's in place, you can't feel it at all. It's a truly innovative product that can relieve cramping. It works against leaks, odor, and irritation, and allows for a mess-free period sex situation if that's what you're getting involved to. I, I You know, it's not too deep with Grace Helbig, but sorry. We're getting a little deep because Flex is sponsoring this episode. Uh, if you want a mess-free period sex situation, Flex has got you covered. It is completely body safe. It's FDA registered, hypoallergenic, and made without BPA. Uh, I don't know this word. I'm literally reading copy. So tell me, you guys correct each other. Philothates. Philothates, which apparently are bad, I assume. Latex or silicone. And it's the only internally worn product not linked to TSS. You heard me correct. It's the only internally worn product that is not linked to toxic shock syndrome, which girls, you know, we've all been like, just it's pushed into our psyche that that's going to happen at some point. It's going to be the worst thing in our whole goddamn lives. TSS, not with flex. Uh, so they say have the most comfortable period of your life, which is the most insane sentence ever, but they're a wonderful system that is absolutely wonderfully supporting this episode of Not Too Deep. So go check it out. Have the most comfortable period of your life. Go to, and I'm not joking, this is the website, I hate tampons.com and use the promo code Grace to get an additional 30% off your first purchase. Promo code Grace at again, not joking, I hate tampons.com, 30% off of your flex order. I hate tampons.com. I hate that this is the best ad that we've ever had on Not Too Deep. Thank you, Flex. And now back to Not Too Deep, I hate tampons.com. Promo code Grace, 30% off. Does she swim? Does she go in pools at all? Never been. Never? But, yeah. I mean, she clearly loves water. Yeah, she just loves it. Wait, she, so, how, so she's a pug that is like your family's dog? It's supposed to, uh, like I was supposed to split time with okay. me and my parents on okay. this pug. But I just travel so much and she's so crazy. Yeah, pugs are either really super high energy or super lazy is yeah. what I've heard. We, uh, when we picked her out in her litter, uh -huh. all her siblings were like really shy. Like when we picked up the baby, like those was when they were two months old or so. Yeah. All the siblings were like shaking, kind of shy. She was like crawling up on your face. We're like, <laughs> this is the one. She's got yeah. personality. Yeah. But then the problem is she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents has never trained her. So she just loves to play all the time. Endless oh, yeah. energy. Yeah, and she's like a year and a half, so she's oh, still has oh, so that puppy energy. Oh, so she's still baby energy, yeah. And she's so cute. She's and so cute. She knows cute. she's cute. 
Oh, she does? So she, she uses it to her advantage? And she sits like a human. Like, she she thinks she's human. She just sits on the couch like Wait, this. like, Paul, from Paul's up? I, I gotta find like, you a picture. Like, watching TV? Just to see, like, your reaction uh, But she literally, in that video of her getting a bath, That's is, how she sits. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's sitting, That's like, she's hilarious. at the nail salon getting her nails done. Yeah. This like, is, please service me. Uh, I'm right here being adorable. What else am I supposed to do? Give me treats. That, and so she lives with your parents full yes. time? Yes, She is absolutely adorable and just a reminder of the constant joy that dogs bring into all of our lives yeah. thank you dogs you are <laughs> I fantastic. look forward to driving an hour to see my parents now because of Toffee yeah, so it's not yeah. so much about your parents now it's no, Toffee yeah. <laughs> are, are they still in San Diego they're in Monrovia so okay. it's like quite quite, quite a bit of a drive for but that's how, you guys she's can worth follow it. Toffee at Toffee oh, Starpug she's got an Instagram yeah, yeah. Toffee Starpug she's doing that social media game <laughs> my dad handles her Instagram does Amazing. he really yeah, yeah, wait yeah. does he write the captions as if Toffee is right? yeah he it. doesn't really know how to use hashtags <laughs> Amazing. Like, you know, old people use hashtags like hashtag pug puppy, but there's a space. Yeah. So, so you only, all you get is pug. <laughs> and then yeah, it, yeah, it don't yeah. make no sense. Yeah. But that's pretty perfect. I mean, there's something that's very specific about that. Uh, okay. We're going to get into some Twitter questions in a, in a second because I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every guest that's on the podcast. And the first is who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Oh, my God. That's a yeah. tough question. It's a very difficult question. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Um, and it obviously we understand that it probably cold changes. Spaghetti. It's an insult, right? To throw it's whatever well, your intention cold is. Cold spaghetti. Does it have Some like tomato sauce on it? Again, your preference. Um, we said just the. Let's go ahead and say yes. Because okay, <laughs> if it's if there's tomato sauce, it can't be a friend, right? Like it's not <laughs> unless a joke. they love it. It's like uh, maybe TJ. Okay. And then I just want to see his reaction. I think that's because I feel like he'll 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 play off of it and it'll just be one of the funniest things. Yeah, it would become a bit. Because I was trying to think of like an enemy I'll throw it to, but I don't really have anybody that I hate that much. Sure. I would, you know. Totally but like fair. TJ would just it would just be fun. If, do you have do you have a similar dynamic with him in real life as you have on the show? Because it feels <laughs> very it feels very organic. Like it does. that like but I think deep down, what, what, what's great about that? It's like Lauren Hardy. They bicker, they argue, yeah. but they're like siblings. They kinda, yeah, but there's, there's a love and like people can sense that. That's why right. they don't care. When right. The audience don't care and they love it when we mess with each other. And it's clear that he feels the same way. For sure. Because even when like he was doing those interviews last year, he was talking about how much he loved working with you and how great you are. Yeah, I, I love TJ. And yeah. uh, in real life, we get along very well and we're very supportive of each other. That's great. But yeah. How do you think he would react to the cold spaghetti being thrown at him? From I, I want to do it when he's doing like a stand-up comedy show. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like you would love it. I feel like you'd become yeah. part of his routine. He, sure. It would. It yeah. would. He, he poured water all of himself like, yeah. on the HBO special. Sure, he would make you know. it work. Yeah. Um, okay, the other question I ask every single guest on the podcast is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or close call. But you Holy can, shit. But you can only use three words or three small phrases. So mine is college jogging front lawn. Okay. Um, mine is... Ooh, uh, yeah, I always get excited when someone has an immediate memory <laughs> that comes to mind. Some people are like, I've never shit my pants. And you're like, that's, Are you human? That's your AI. Yeah, Got mine it. is uh, off the freeway. <laughs> no. <laughs> Beach towel. Oh. oh, all right. Well, no follow-up questions there. Uh -huh. And I It's guess... actually right down the street from here, guys. <laughs> oh, right on memory lane. Um, is there a little memorial? Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Callback. How many times have we talked? <laughs> I know. I'm going to my editors and be like, can you go back and re-record uh, that podcast? I had diarrhea and then I left with my tail between my legs. Oh, <laughs> the forward. To That's why we get the big bucks. bucks, Grace. I know. I get it. You know? 
<laughs> That's what your dating book is going to be called. <laughs> uh, okay, now let's go to some Twitter questions. E Only Music uh, says, "Should I get circumcised?" Circumcised. Sorry. Oh, circumcised. I was gonna answer that one for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, how old is he? <laughs> we don't know. No, don't get circumcised. Okay. Yeah. Fair. You you Fair lose answer. feeling, I believe. We, yeah, just we were actually we're just talking about. We've had many <laughs> conversations today. Um, yeah. Not all of them. Well, I, I found out by watching uh, Moshe Kasher and Natasha Leggera uh, yeah. uh, stand-up special was that because um, she converted to Judaism, uh-huh. right? Uh, apparently, and then she's like, "There's only women in this class to like like learn how to convert." Ah. And they're like, "Why aren't there more men?" It turns out you need to be circumcised as yep. an adult if you convert. Yeah, fuck, fuck all that. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't I love all the, my wife that much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the guys are like, mm, no I thanks. love you to a degree. <laughs> I do have my terms and conditions. Uh, Colleen Merrill's wants to know what's the stupidest thing you've ever bought at Target. Oh, uh, are you a Target boy? Yes, I yeah. love Target, <laughs> but like the home decor stuff. Oh yeah, that is totally useless. Like a like a brass tray for yeah. your, for, for for what. For like a coffee table, yeah. yeah. Now I put my remotes on there, yeah. So it's kind of useful, but I don't. I but do also not you need can it. put your remotes on the, on table. the table, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like decorative <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. yeah, like here's an elephant mask that I guess I'm just gonna put on top of this tabletop that yeah. I have, but serves no function. But it just looks so good in a safe, comfortable environment of Target. <laughs> Yeah, I had to That's buy how it. They get you. Are you a yeah. person that goes to Target for one thing, leaves with twenty thousand things? I go to Target with no no things in mind. I yeah. just go hang out. That's <laughs> just where you freak out. That Target on Santa Monica and uh, La Brea. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like models in there. Oh yeah. Also, that's uh when I I live on the east Pro side tip. now. Before that, I lived in West Hollywood when I didn't fully live out here, which is just like subletting. And that when I had to like run during pilot season to a bunch of auditions, that target was like my mental map of where the best public bathroom was. Oh, for real? Yeah. yeah, That I was like, I will go. It's a free hour of parking. So you're in and out in under an hour. You can get in and out. And also it's on a second floor. So it's like a moat for homeless people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they they go to the bathroom in the Starbucks downstairs. They're not going to drag... The whole luggage upstairs. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a really good point. That's very, I haven't even yeah, thought of that. It sifts through some people. <laughs> you really have to be dedicated if you're going into Target. I think the bathroom, like, oh, the other thing about Target bathrooms, I could do a whole TED talk on these guys. Please. Uh, is that they usually have multiple bathrooms on each floor. They have one on the ground floor. Oh, one no on, way. Yeah, so you can, like, if you really need some privacy, usually third floor is an empty bathroom. People are going oh. in on the ground floor and not spending the That's, time. I did not know that. Yeah, That's spoiler alert, the tip. one at that the Glendale really Galleria has multiple bathrooms. Ah. Yeah. Well, you, 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 how many books have you written? Two. <laughs> okay, your third book's going to be... Uh, yeah, it's just a bathroom guide. Target and diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> diarrhea yeah. and target. Yeah. It's like ba- pro bathroom tips. <laughs> oh, God, I wish. I mean, I feel like I could give so many. Um, okay, someone wants to know your favorite drag queen. Are you a drag queen fan? I don't really know too much, but okay. uh, the, the guy who's competing on American Idol right now... Oh, I haven't been keeping up. Oh, my up. God, he's amazing. I don't know who this is. Uh, uh, he, he performs in drag sometimes. Okay. Um, and uh, he, he could do a really deep voice and a really high voice. His vocal range is amazing, and he's just a great performer. It, it's like I'm almost crying every time I watch really? it. Really? It's incredible. Do you uh, watch a lot of reality TV? I do. What's your favorite? I do, too. Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Because <laughs> you learn yeah. so much. It's exciting. Yeah. And they always... Every American show tries to make you cry. Yeah. When you watch the Olympics... 
It's like some dude like skiing, and then the next thing is like, yo, that that dude's little brother died of cancer, man. Like, and then yeah. there's this whole like thirty for thirty Montage, story. It's like, yeah. yo, what the fuck? I'm just trying to watch some sports. Now yeah. I'm like fully bawling. Now it's full yeah, human yeah, interest, yeah. and yeah. I'm interested. And same thing with Shark Tank. It's like my mother took a second mortgage out of her house, <laughs> and I just quit my job. So I can start my and cupcake now business. My husband and my two year old's homeless, and I live in a warehouse making cupcakes. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Like. They better invest in her, man. <laughs> Mark Cuban, if you don't offer 5% of the back end, I'm going to be so pissed. Oh, my God. Uh, do you have any inventions that you would ever take to Shark Tank? I do. I have one, but I, I can't really tell you. But you it's, don't it's, have to reveal it's it. It's about like making a microwave uh, a, a little better of a device. Oh, Ooh. making yeah. it an oven? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that sounds great. The microwave is long overdue to be sexy again. Yep. Remember when that first got introduced into the American kitchen? That I was... don't remember when it was first introduced. I think it was always I wasn't around. born, but I heard it was a great time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't really understand how it works. It feels like magic. You put it in a box and it spins in a circle and, and then suddenly to, it's yeah, hot. You're not supposed to get near it. <laughs> yeah, it seems, uh, it seems like well, you're magic You're not supposed to, to open it. Okay, one, one thing about uh, the microwave. I think this is true. This is what I learned from a scientist friend of mine. Okay. And you should, that's something you should never do. I, I see regular friends do it. Because you know how the microwave, when it's done, it goes either long beep or three long beeps, right? Beep, beep, okay. beep. When it's done, and then you take the food out. Mm -hmm. Some friends just pop the microwave right out or in the middle of a cycle. That's bad. Those three <gasps> beeps is to disperse whatever wave it's doing. The, the microwave. Yeah, you got to wait wait those three <gasps> beeps so when you open it, there's no waves. Oh, you know? no, I've definitely opened it. Mid. So have I. That's I've not good. What happens? Am I, I going to get cancer? Now? We'll find oh, no. out. We'll Everything find gives out. you cancer, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah I mean, true. so there's no exact source of it. That's I'm just assuming. Good. But if you have a way to make it better, I can't wait. There's a well, there's a reason why there's three beeps and you should wait for it, but that's not know. my product. Good to know. <laughs> sure, my product is not about safety. I mean, if you're watching Shark Tank, you must be working on. I mean, the funniest part about Shark Tank to me is the uh, the spiel that they do when they first get introduced and they walk into Hello, the room. Sharks. Yes, that and you know they've practiced this for hours. The way that, that like you're practicing stand up or whatever it is that yeah. they're like not professionals, and anytime they flub, I get so stressed oh, yeah. out that bum, I'm like. Bum, 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 <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Bill has a new product coming <laughs> yeah, in yeah. for all the athletes in your life. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a great voiceover gig for you. I did um, I did a YouTube sketch. Uh, I haven't done a YouTube sketch in years, uh -huh. uh, but I did a YouTube sketch called Bum Tank, where homeless oh. people, we go pitch their products to small-time hustlers. Still one of my best favorite sketches ever. I feel like this is a series that could get extended. I want to keep doing it, but it, you know, it, back, it takes Jimmy. a long time to do the YouTube sketches and stuff. For sure. Uh, but yeah, we got some fans on Bum Tank. Bum Tank. <laughs> yeah. Guys, if you don't know, look it up. Um, What's your guilty pleasure reality show? Because I feel like Shark Tank is actually like a very, like you said, educational show. Right, for, like, no shame in watching Shark Tank. No, yeah, you but learn what's about your, business. What's your, what's the one that brings you shame that you oh, like, if there the is one? The one you hate to admit you watch. <laughs> HGTV shows? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, kinda, I, I don't have much shame. I'm not shameful in watching those, right. but it's like, I like, oh man. Are you a big um, Fixer Upper fan? Yeah. You like the Gaineses? Joanna Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that show in against. They have the best relationship. Gotta get that shit up on the walls. God, I really, seriously, they're my last saving grace on couples on HGTV. Because that whole Tark 
Tarek. Tarek. Oh, I oh, knew they was gonna get flop. divorced. Yeah, like Tarek they, and Christina. Yeah, they Ugh. look. They look like they haven't been happy for six. Yeah, seasons. they look. He looks yeah, like he's barely true. hanging on every episode. Yeah, he's yeah. about to be unhinged. But if JoJo and and, and what's the dude's name? <laughs> Chip. A ty- Chip. Chip. If Chip yeah. and JoJo gets divorced, I I will kill myself. Yeah, like, I'm moving. I, I would not believe I'm in moving. the sanctity of marriage. I'm burning every piece of shiplap. Property brothers are okay. They they kind of freak me out. Like like yeah. they're too tall or something. <laughs> too tall. <laughs> like their bone structure too damn good. I'm like, okay, man, y'all y'all meant for Hollywood. Like you guys aren't real like realtors. Like I don't believe this shit. Oh, that's so funny. The Ooster houses. They are tall in real life. I've seen them at events before. Oh really? And they're very tall. Yeah. Um. It's also strange because HGTV has like made uh, like marketing off of the fact that one of them's in a relationship and one isn't and then they'll do like series of the yeah. three like the guy and his wife and then the brother are all living oh, in a house are we supposed to feel bad for the single one <laughs> he's probably out there banging so many like just strange people like fuck them you know like I, have a, I get a vibe that they're like genetically superior than most people and they know it all right. I'm not okay oh, with that right. God, that's so the funny point, the point of watching reality shows Shows right. is to watch people doing worse than you are. Okay, yeah, and so like that's why you watch hoarders. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I say that like because because you feel a little better by yourself, man. Oh, I yeah. don't want to watch the fucking Ooster House with a perfectly pressed pants. <laughs> <laughs> is there other than Shark Tank a reality show that you would go on? Would you go on Big Brother? Would you go on The Bachelor? Would you go on any of those scenarios? I would. I would let uh, JoJo and Chip come come to my house and fix it, <laughs> like redo it, yeah. just cover the walls and shiplap. Yeah, uh, but I, I like I live in an apartment. Like I don't I don't know how. <laughs> How much farmhouse? Yeah, very rustic. Oh, yeah, rustic. Thing. Yeah. yeah, we got rid of your door, and now it's just like a sliding. We put door a barn door lock. on it. Yeah. yeah, it took up half your living room, but look how rustic it is. Yeah, my ceiling is just a beam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we. Uh, yeah, everything open concept. I don't have a bedroom no more. <laughs> my my bedroom is connected to the kitchen. Yeah, now. you sleep yeah, in this hayloft. Yeah. yeah, your bed is just the kitchen island. Great, but look how open it is. You can look at people while it's you so cook. It's so rustic. <laughs> oh God, I would love that. I feel like that's a possibility like that could happen like you could be on that show that'd be cool like i, I would buy a house in waco texas right yeah exactly. which also fucking pissed oh, me off that's the thing I you can buy to... a house there for like two hundred thousand dollars yeah. the couple is like giving them shit because they're like yo we just bought this house for 20 grand but our budget jojo it's really only seventy five hundred dollars <laughs> and we expect no. you to do this and no. knock this wall down remodel our kitchen i'm uh, like seventy five hundred are you kidding me i know 30 oh. grand all in I can't pay it's, rent here for a year for 30 grand. I know. It's insane. It's nuts. Also, I recently went to Waco, Texas because I had watched the Waco uh, documentary series mm-hmm. or like scripted series based on the documentary. And when you drive into Waco, the first billboard you're met with is the Gaineses going, welcome oh, to wow. Waco. They oh, really? are the biggest celebrities in oh, that whole town. Oh, they put Waco on the map. I they really that. did. And they, when we were telling people that we're going to Waco to see like the actual like Waco. Uh, like the Branch Davidians? Yeah, we went to the Branch Davidians uh, property oh. and everyone was like, oh, are you like a fan of Fixer Upper? Are you going to see Joanna Gaines? <laughs> we're like, uh-huh. uh, no, no, not. we're not going that route. We're doing the other route. Oh, that's that's way, funny. Way eerier and sadder. Yeah, for real. Uh, but yeah, they are like the president and mm-hmm. like They're two huge. presidents of Waco. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. They're massive, massive, massive. Okay, so you went to college in San Diego. Yes. Which is like a party town. Yes, but not my school. Not your school. San Diego State is like number three party school in the nation. Right. I went to UCSD, which is a bunch of nerds. <laughs> I hated it so really? much. Yeah. 
So you had a very different experience than most people have when they go to college in San Diego. Yeah, the Alumni Association hit me up every now and then. I'm like, go fuck yourself. I hated your school. <laughs> I'll go perform if you just knock off all of my student loans. Yeah. You know, uh, sure. We can make this a very easy deal. Yeah. I'll come down there. Quid pro quo. <laughs> I perform. See, you get rid of my student loans. Yes, exactly. Please. Done. Uh, well, that's so funny because I've only been down to San Diego a handful of times as an adult. And every time I go down, I feel like I'm on a college campus. It's so fun. San Diego is really fun. Super fun. It's like a laid back surfer town, right? Yeah. Laid back surfer town, but you have the big party places also. And Um, you can And not everybody's trying to be an actor, but they're just as beautiful. So Exactly. Everyone looks like a model Mm -hmm. uh, that like models for Billabong on Instagram. And it's like, why, how is this possible? But also that downtown area, you can walk and go yeah. bar hopping so easily it's, it's dangerous oh that's cool yeah <laughs> it's super fun i've never been i gotta go you gotta it's go the first time i went to hooters was in san diego which really <laughs> set the bar wait which high. one my buddy is like the general manager of a in couple the hooters. gas lamp yes yeah that oh, one shit. uh but this was like five years ago something like that and uh-huh. was like bar crawling you gotta go down back. there and went to hooters got some Drop purple Jimmy's drink name. yeah well he don't work there no more but uh, he used to i mean it was well run as far yeah. as i can remember Good. um shout out to my guy pj pj great job the women that worked there were absolutely lovely um and also just set the bar way too high for every other hooters that i could ever possibly go to mm-hmm. in the united states yeah. i was like these women are tense across the board this is insane right it's what you imagine when you think of hooters sure if you've never I, I, been. I don't like going to hooters it stresses me out it's too much it was pressure. stressful it's, it's a, too much yeah, as a man i can understand that this that kind of franchise is probably a very uncomfortable thing to walk into these days maybe i just don't like good looking people like oh, i just i have an issue with good like, like it's too much pressure it makes me <laughs> you're feel more, you're shitty a Dave and buster's guy yeah, I'm yeah. A day, you know. <laughs> yeah. Two sides of the different coins. Um, okay, so I want to know what bird do you think best represents your personality? I'm Important. not really a bird person. I don't know, like a parrot. I, who knows? All right. They <laughs> live know. forever. I don't know. Eagle, eagle, <laughs> a vulture. <laughs> Those are three very different types. Of yeah, uh, something like that. Uh, that's fair. And this is, I think, fun and interesting. Someone to know favorite special occasion that deserves a cigarette. Oh, interesting. Because this uh, is based on your character for people that don't know. I, I never smoke cigarettes, but I, I used to. I used your to, character smokes. Oh, it's it's horrible. I have to smoke a pack a day on set. Yeah, I was going to say, do it. Clover you, cigarettes. Right. It's disgusting. It'll yeah, water your eyes and everything. Oh, Yeah. Um, you do it for your art. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think special occasion. I My special occasion treat, it used to be uh, going to Tatsu Ramen. Okay. Oh. Not smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Whenever I used to like, uh, like get laid, uh. I would just go to Tatsu Ramen. <laughs> you reward yourself. <laughs> You're like, oh, seriously, yeah, really? yeah, 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 yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I feel good about it. today. I'm gonna go so to Tatsu Ramen. <laughs> That's my special occasion. It's like, yo, why is this dude always showing up at 1 a.m.? Like, oh, that's your cigarette. That's like, my cigarette. And then they, everyone that works there is like, uh, that's the happiest man in the universe. Yeah. Every time he's here, he's just living his high life right now. Yeah. This is that's so great. So funny. But also that creates a very special um, association with ramen in general. Mm-hmm. That when you see it. I gain a bunch of weight. I, I gain a, I, I it's think, like, it's salt bombs. It's just bowls of salt. Yeah, yeah. Especially Tatsu is very thick. Yeah. One of my, my, my favorites actually down the street. Maybe I'll go here after. Oh yeah, because uh, you're Santuka ramen is my favorite now. Are you? Do you, would you consider yourself like a foodie person? I, for sure, I love it. Yeah. So what's what are your like hot spots in LA? Uh so Santuka ramen. It's inside of a, the Mitsua shopping center. Yeah. Uh, it's the best ramen in LA. Okay. It's amazing. Good right? to know. It's so good. They don't let you do Postmates. They don't let you take out. You really? just go there and just get the salt ramen with the special pork. Ooh. Incredible. That sounds great. Yeah. And Thai Town, of course, you got a bunch of great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. By where I am in West Hollywood, uh, 
Otis and Penelope is great. Uh, I've never on La been. Brea. I think it used to be a Michelin chef guy, and now he opened it up, and cool. uh, it's awesome. And Stinking Rose is always great. Oh, the, yeah, I've been everything there. Everything got garlic in it. You know, oh, that's my yeah. joint. And then you don't feel bad because everyone's got garlic. Yeah. So it's not like a weird scenario. And it is fragrant, but so fun. I went there once, um, and there was a guy playing piano, uh-huh. like very classic, like smoky lounge type of piano, but he was playing like Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake, but oh. in this like very jazz thing. And the guy I went with like an ex and we were there awesome. and it took us like a, a second to realize we were just like at the bar drinking and like trying their dips that they have. Uh-huh. And I was like, he's playing Justin Timberlake's Sexy Back. So he looked like <laughs> this man that had been dead for 10 years, like playing this piano in the middle of the Was restaurant. he dressed up as Dracula? Uh, not that I remember, but the piano has like a bar connected to it that you can sit at the piano or at least you could. Oh, wow. They had like bar stools there that you could like put your drinks there unless just like a bunch of crazies put their bar stools near the piano. And we're like, <laughs> we're sitting here now. Yeah. We want to be close. Um, okay. Someone wants to know what would your drag queen name be? If you've ever thought about it. You guys can give me one. I'm not good at naming myself. It'd have to be some kind of like clever. Oh, you know what? Like some sort of like clever pun. I had a nickname when I went up on stage doing stand up for the Uh first couple of months. Mm -hmm. Okay. So maybe we can actually use that. It might actually be fitting. I was called Lowball Jim. Lowball Jim is the perfect drag queen name of all Mm -hmm. time. Boom. Uh, that sounds, wait, who gave you that nickname? Myself. Oh, you had, how did that happen? Yeah, what is that I mean? was reading, I, I, I thought I needed a nickname because Cedric the Entertainer, you know, <laughs> Snoop Dogg and all my, like, favorite, like, artists oh, yeah, had nicknames. You, I read that you learned, uh, you say this on your book cover that you learned to speak English by watching BET's this is true. Rap City or whatever. Yeah, Rap yeah. City and Comic View. And comics, so like Bruce Bruce, you know, uh, Jay Anthony Brown, Ricky Smiley, uh-huh. uh, you know, Cedric downtown. I grew up watching those guys, so I'm like, oh, I need a catchy nickname because <laughs> my real legal name is very hard to pronounce. And uh, uh, I was like, uh, and then I couldn't think of one. And I, I was reading a poker book, uh-huh. and then there was a highball Phil and lowball Jim. Oh, yeah, so now I was like, I'll be lowball Jim. <laughs> that's, I mean, the best nicknames are the ones you give yourself. Yeah, that's exactly. what people say. So that's my drag name now. Wow, that's perfect. perfect. Yeah. I think that's really great. I can't wait to see you at Hamburger Mary's. Uh, I'll be right there. It'll be great. Uh, which if you haven't gone to Gay Bingo there, you have to. It's the best. It's on Santa Monica, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've been there. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. Um, well, we've reached the end of the podcast, Jimmy. Thank you so much for being here for and giving me. us your time. Uh, we're going to give you every guest that comes on. We have a fortune cookie made just for them. It's, so you sure this fortune cookie is not just for me because I'm Chinese? No, no. Yeah, can you imagine if this was our first episode? And we're like, we've switched the way that we end our podcast. <laughs> is How? this homemade? Um, n- sort no, of. <laughs> it was home steamed open to get a fortune to put inside. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. We got pre-made uh, fortune cookies and then Mel steams them open so we can put a different fortune I don't inside. know you steam open. It's like a clam. Hack. Yeah. Life hack. Life hack. You can. It does not continue to be as crunchy as it used this to be. It's a very long fortune. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, should I read it? If you want to, you can. Dave and Buster will give you an unlimited game card <laughs> solely because we're pressuring them by putting it out there in this podcast. Yeah. Fingers crossed! <laughs> Asterisk, please note, uh, Not Too Deep has no direct ties to anyone who works at Dave & Buster's. But oh boy, oh boy, we wish. We wish. <laughs> we wish. I mean, so it is written, so it is done. Dave & Buster's, holla at your boy. Must please. happen now. It's, and, it's your fortune. Jimmy, where can people find you? Are you touring? Are you... Yeah. Um, and your book is available everywhere. Where Where can people find all of this? Yeah, the books, How to American, uh, you, you can get it on Amazon. Anywhere books are sold. You can find me at jimmycomedy.com. 
Cool. And uh, I'm doing all the tours and stuff. You can find out tour dates awesome. or follow me, social media, YouTube. Uh, I think YouTube, it's actually Lowball Gym. I think we type oh in YouTube.com Lowball Gym, okay. it's me. That's and you have perfect. you have another movie coming out too, right? Yeah, oh, Life, a, of Life of the Party. Life of the Party, which, which, actually, oh, which actually has come out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Mother's Day, uh, this weekend. Or would it have? Well, when this comes out, this it'll be. Go on Life of the Party. It's yeah. in theaters now. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you so much for making time. This is really wonderful. And uh, guys, make sure if you can go see Jimmy perform and get his book. Just an all around awesome And watch dude. Silicon Valley because it's really yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh, really and funny. social media, it's at Funny Asian Dude. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> no. I had to like double, triple check that, that I was like this, making sure I didn't tweet out the wrong <laughs> Twitter. Funny Asian dude. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So go check him out. Thank you again, Jimmy, so much. And we'll see you next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep, too deep, too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Produced and directed by Jack Ferry. Producer Melissa D. Mons. With writing by Diane Kang. Audio support by Chris Henry. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. 